I'm I'm always drawing these like scenes of like, you know, there is hope or things are gonna work out or be okay. Um, you know, a lot of times people have asked me, you know, what's going on? You know, why are you drawing? What is this about? You know, what's the meaning behind this? And really, you know, I, I, I'm just trying my best to understand wh why I draw what I draw. That was illustrator Ted Kim, whose unique art style is known for its complexity and imaginative scenarios. These scenes have a tendency to depict hope and optimism. He says that this happened naturally, motivated in part after he got in the habit of watching documentaries that explored traumatic social issues and events of catastrophic global failure. His art became his safety net, his method of inspiring self-preservation and hope. Recently, Ted has become more introspective about his life and his art. He's learned that life may not play out exactly how we want it to, but, and this is something he's been saying a lot lately, everything happens for a reason. So here he is, Ted Kim. Welcome to Chattermarks, a podcast of the Anchorage Museum. Dedicated to exploring Alaska's identity through the creative and critical thinking of ideas. Past, present, and future. My name is Cody Liska, and I'll be your host. How much drawing do you do in your free time? <laughs> uh, well, I think that word free time is uh, kind of a tricky one. It, you know, I, I feel like the older I get, uh, the busier I feel. Um, I feel like everything that I've been doing in my younger, you know, years, which I, I considered everything to be free time back then, you know, it was it, it during those times, I think I, I just, I found what I really liked to do in life. And I just, I just haven't stopped. And so I think these days it's a little different because, you know, it goes from like drawing something uh, for fun or for no reason to, you know, doing it for projects or, you know, collaborating with people or uh, commission work or stuff. So there's still the, the, you know, the, the spirit of, um, you know, enjoying it, mm -hmm. but it, it, be, I think there's been kind of a change in, in, in the word free time. <laughs> so, you know, I, th I take on all these projects or I take on things that deal with drawing and, you know, it, it, it becomes something that I did for no reason to something that, uh, maybe has, you know, someone collaborating with me and waiting on my end or, you know, um, or, you know, just having different opportunities that like, you know, throwing murals up around locally, uh, you know, it's still done for fun and, you know, but it, it has changed a little bit because, uh, you know, when someone gives you the opportunity to draw all over their office space or their walls, um, you know, you can't just be like, oh, I'm just going to go do that in my free time. So, you know, I, I really try to get things done, especially if people are waiting on it or, you know. Um, so your original question was, how much drawing do I do in my free time? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, 
I think, you know, like, I, I think just my entire life is kind of just consumed by drawing or creating, you know, there's, there's so many other creative outlets that I, that I do, uh, that have nothing to do with drawing or maybe they do. I just don't know yet, but, uh, um, you know, I, I like skateboarding, you know, came way before drawing and, um, even though these days I do a lot more drawing than skateboarding, I'm still like dreaming of skateboarding like tenfold. And, um, you know, I, I, I love to build models, um, like plastic little model scale models. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think I've, I, I've always enjoyed that all my life, but like, I think in recent years I've really like kind of, you know, just really put some, focus and effort into it and so not only have i learned a lot in the past years building models but i i love it more than um you know i mean i can't say i love something more than something else but uh i find myself thinking about it and dreaming and uh you know just i feel like all my creative efforts are kind of like uh thrown into that into that uh alley of building models you know um but yeah, it's just a, that's kind of just a tricky. The word free time is is kind of odd because uh, I I just have this kind of uh, idea in life that um, it's just super important to me to spend my time doing the things that I enjoy mm -hmm. or the things that um, I want to focus on, and so I think you know I've proven to myself that uh ever since i was you know way young like i always say when i was like 19 because i kind of feel like that was a time where i just kind of really uh looked at myself and and thought okay this is what i love and so this is what i'm gonna just put all my effort into um and you know not to say that i, I i've done many things in my life that i didn't want to be doing to in order to make ends meet you know like i've worked every job there is in my younger years, uh, just in order to, you know, afford the camera I wanted to film the skateboarding I wanted to do, you know, so, mm -hmm. um, yeah, again, free time is kind of a weird question just cause I, I just feel like, uh, my entire life, I feel like I'm just working on the things that I want to. So, um, so even though it's work, it's, uh, it's also, it's, it's what I want to be doing. So. And I just, I really feel that's important, you know, because I think if uh, the things you don't want to be doing outweigh the things you want to be doing, um, that sounds like maybe you should, you know. <laughs> Switch things up. Yeah, you know, um, you know, I just, I, lately, you know, I, I'm 46 now and, um, I'm just really, I'm not having a midlife crisis or anything. I'm just, I, I think I'm just really more in tune to the idea that our window of living is so small. And I just feel like, you know, I'm, I've, I've, you know, it's so cliche. It's like when I was younger, I was like, you know, do what you love and there's no time to waste. But I really feel like that's, it's, it's, it's extremely important now, you know, and, mm -hmm. um, it's not so much, I think about death so much, but it's, it's, uh, you know, it's just, it's, 
I'm, I'm trying to live in the present and uh, spend my time doing what I enjoy. And so I just feel, you know, if there's any message that I would want to give out to people, it's that, you know, don't forget about that. It's, it's just super important, you know, um, because it really is a small window, you know, it, time moves so fast and yeah, there's just no better time than now, you know, and I'm not saying quit your day job if you don't like it, I, you know, I'm just saying, uh, it's just so important to enjoy life, you know, and as simple as that is, or a cliche, it's, it's, it's so true, you know, mm -hmm. um, I think people, even though they're aware of it, they tend to not forget, but, uh, you know, get distracted from that idea. So. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you're more aware of your own mortality or is it something else? Uh, well, honestly, you know, I, I think skateboarding, you know, all my life, I was definitely, I was reminded of my mortality, uh, you know, getting hurt so much. Um, I think now it's just, uh, I see how fast my kids are growing. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I, I think, uh, you know, even like my artwork, I'll spend so much time doing a piece and to me when i reflect on what i've accomplished or finished um it's it's always like this like proof of time passing like so i'll do this huge mural and i'll think when i look at it i, I say to myself like wow that's just that's just like this evidence of time past you know it, it took this amount of time to do it so i just I don't think I'm really thinking about death so much. It's, it's more just time moving so fast. Mm -hmm. So, um, and again, you know, I'm 46 and, you know, I, I, I still feel like this spirit, <laughs> this younger spirit is burning inside of me that I've, I've held on to all my life. And, you know, I, I think, uh, through skateboarding, it's, it's, it's kept it alive. You know, it's kept it burning. You know, a lot of artists, a lot of successful artists, when they're being interviewed, maybe kind of at the end of their career, they say things like, you know, I wish I could have done more. I wish I could have had more time. And what's interesting about that is that when you're going through it, when you're presently going through it, you realize like, I don't really have that much more time, you know, like I, I did the thing. And I spent, you know, 20 hours on that thing. And then I had just enough time to eat or play with my kids or spend time with my wife, you know, but it's interesting when you look back on it and I don't know, maybe you're not, not you specifically, but the universal you, us are looking back and thinking like, oh, I could have filled in that. 20 minutes i could have filled in that that hour with more work you know i i uh one one of my favorite and uh i guess you could say one of my early influences um was keith herring and looking at all the work that i've seen him uh, you know that he's done um it's incredible it's like wow this guy must have gone nonstop uh, with his work. And I actually read where 
so he passed away from AIDS and I read where he was really sick leading up to the last days and um and he was still painting he was still going at it like mm -hmm. I think I could be wrong but I I think I read somewhere like he was painting like the day before you know and so you know just learning that I I, I kind of I thought wow like um he had this drive that uh you know i don't i don't actually know what was going on but um but wow what a strong drive to create mm -hmm. um you know i i'm just guessing that this is something he felt he had to do or i don't know i don't know why anyone does what they do but when it comes to myself um again i think it just goes back to you know doing doing what i feel like really what i enjoy so mm -hmm. you know i started drawing i mean i've been drawing all my life but like i really started drawing when i got hurt from skateboarding uh when i was 25 and um i think it was at that moment that it was during those times where not only was it helping me heal or you know distract me from skateboarding not being in my life for the you know the next couple of years um it was it was really taking care of me and it was giving me an outlet i guess you know to be creative and so i found myself like drawing non-stop and there have been years where i really go into this like high gear and i'm drawing like day and night constantly and you know I think it was about like uh maybe seven years ago i i was like listening to dan deacon music like i discovered dan deacon and he had already had out so much you know content or just albums and so i was like listening to his music and i was like drawing just constantly like every i guess free time moment i had you know every mm -hmm. chance i could um, and I remember thinking, wow, I'm spending like, I'm spending my life doing this. This is like, this is all I do, you know, like, but I was okay with it at the time. I think it's, you know, it's just, it's what I felt like I was enjoying or, you know, I felt, I don't know, you know, I, I didn't, I, I can't say I felt like I needed to because I, I, I think, you know, I don't know. I'm kind of losing myself in what I'm saying, but um, yeah, I just, you know, I, I, to be honest, I, I can't really explain why I spend so much time uh, drawing. You know, I do enjoy it. It does on its own kind of, I don't want to say progress, but it changes. I find new things that I like to do with drawing and it's a very slow evolution you know kind of deal mm -hmm. you know and i think that also showed in my skateboarding you know um i skateboarded all my life and there were just so many tricks that i knew were out there but i just never even tried because i wasn't feeling it and so you know uh let's see how long have i been skateboarding like uh 30 uh let's see what's the math here 37 years later um i'm 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 doing a lot of the same tricks 
there are some new ones you know it's just a it's a very slow progression um and that's okay you know uh i just i feel like uh everything i've been doing creatively i don't force anything to you know i'm i'm not trying to get anywhere with it i'm i'm just trying to uh I guess you know I don't know I don't it's it's hard to explain. <laughs> you know Ted a lot of what I'm hearing is this indefinable feeling that feeds your soul. Yeah. And I think that with a lot of art in the best situations art helps define feelings and ideas that are indefinable. You know, you look at this thing and you're able to convey a message that can't readily be described with words. Right. And so that's the thing is, you know, it's only been recently that I've really like been asked to, or had the opportunity to talk about it, you know, publicly. Um, so the majority of my life, I've, you know, just kind of been like not thinking about it, not, not looking for answers, not looking for reasons. Um, just doing. Just doing it. Yeah, right. And so, you know, honestly, it's it's nice to talk about it these days because, um, you know, I've, I've spent a lifetime doing what I do. And so it's nice to kind of just like sit back and reflect or, or question or, you know, just kind of dive into what's going on. And so, um, yeah, it's, you know, this is all really new to me to like, analyze or look at it mm -hmm. so you know i i guess i'm just trying my best to uh put it into words but i, I really i i you know the bigger picture is that i really don't know <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> i you know i i think maybe the easy way out is just to say that i'm enjoying it so um you know every, everyone's got a different story and everything but you know i just uh the way i see it you know it's just like there's there's never been a time in my life where I was like, okay, I'm going to be an artist. And in fact, you know, most of my life, I was like, I hated that label. I was like, you know, people were like, oh, you're an artist. And I was like, no, no, no. You know, I, I didn't know how to answer it. I, I it, felt, it felt uncomfortable for me to say, yeah, I'm an artist. Because then, you know, I just don't like labels, I think, maybe in general. But like, um, I just don't think there was ever a time in my life where I was like, this is what I'm going to do because this will happen because of it. You know, like, oh, I'm going to be an artist because I want to be self-employed or, you know, I want to make this X amount of money so I can do this. You know, I just, I just, I, I've gone through life without a plan. And I think all my life I was okay with that. Like when you don't have a plan, there's no room for failure. And so I think in my younger years in high school, or just, you know, when I was really young, but especially in high school, there were all these like kind of like levels or bars you gotta, you gotta climb to where you are now considered, you know, successful or, you know, like, there's all these like tests and coaches or whatever telling you you're either good or not, mm -hmm. you know? And so I didn't really play sports at all. Um, 
I would like try. I tried basketball and I really wanted to play basketball because we played basketball in my parents' driveway so much. So I went out for basketball and I was so excited about it. And they had three teams, you know, like varsity, junior varsity and C team. And I was like the only person that there was one other person I can't remember, but they didn't let me play. You know, they, they said, I'm sorry, try out next year. I went home crying. I was a junior. I was in, you know, I was like 16 or something. I was crying about it. I was like, wow, they're not going to let me play basketball. Mm -hmm. And it was like that moment, you know, it was a blessing because what it really did was it really told me like, okay, enough. Like this is, this is lame. Like, you know, someone else is going to tell you, you can't do something, you know? So I just really started focusing on things that, you know, that have no failure, no approval, you know? And so, um, yeah. So I, I forget what the original question we were, uh, talking about, but, yeah. um, no, I, I, I think that that's, I think that that's really interesting because I feel like it really connects with the, the ethos of skateboarding, right? Because you're, you're doing it for yourself and it's, and it's very, it can be very solitary or it can be kind of a group activity, but it's not a group sport. Right. And, and so that's the, that's the biggest, you know, debate right now is with skateboarding is, is it a sport or is it an art, you know, and it's always been an art, you know, it was, it was my, savior to the competitive you know way of life like um even though there is a lot of competition or egos whatever that are involved in skateboarding i've just never really like bought into it and mm -hmm. that's just never what it was for me it was it was just like like i said it was it's something that you know i did before high school like passionately but i think during high school there's so many distractions and um, and you know, I, I, I felt myself slipping into those distractions. I, I, I felt myself wanting to do good on the SATs, you know, the tests. Um, I felt myself wanting to go to college to get a degree. Um, you know, and then it just, you know, it worked out good. I'm, I, you know, looking back now, I'm glad I got cut from the basketball team. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. who knows? you know, the, the different outcomes when, you know, I, I, and I, I've been saying this a lot lately and I just really feel like, uh, everything happens for a reason, you know, a, another cliche thing, but it's just ringing so true these days for me. Um, and I, it's also a way to deal with kind of, you know, the things that you don't necessarily, you know, desire or wish for, like, you know, bad things happen obviously in everyone's life. Um, and, something bad will happen and then something good will happen a few days later or immediately or whenever. And I'll always tell myself like, wow, that had to happen for this to happen. So mm -hmm. I just really feel like, you know, um, things happen for a reason, you know? Um, and again, you know, like when I, when I hurt my knee when I was 25, uh, I never would have wished that, you know, it was, I blew out my ACL skateboarding and 
even though I never would have dreamt or wanted that, um, it turned out to be, you know, one of it. I think it's the reason why I draw today, you know, and I'm very grateful for that, which is weird. You know, a 25 year old me would be like super pissed off hearing myself say that, but, um, it's true, you know, um, and I know, you know, everyone deal, there are things that are much harder to deal with and it can get really heavy. Uh, I just feel like, you know, it's important to, um, to try your best to triumph over all the hurdle or all the, all the bad stuff, you know, um, mm -hmm. Like getting cut from the basketball team, <laughs> you know, no, I'm just kidding, but it's just, you know, um, well, it's a blessing in disguise. I mean, as far as, as the person that you are. Right. And you know, it's, it's another cliche thing to say, oh, stay positive because it's not that easy. I know it's not it, you know, no matter how good things are going for your life or, you know, whatever wave you're riding, it's still, I mean, I'm only speaking for myself. It's just, it's still really hard. You know, it's hard to deal with life. And so, um, and so, you know, I think this all kind of revolves around what I was saying at first. This is like, you know, not only is it important to find what you like to do in life and do it at all costs, it, 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 it does so much more that, you know, that you don't calculate or even realize, you know? Mm -hmm. So here I am spending like the majority of my time drawing or wishing I was skateboarding, you know, like I did, um, or building models, you know, it's like, I think these things are really carrying me through life and life can be so up and down, you know? Um, I, I want to say, you know, I tell my daughter cause she draws all the time. Now she draws like more than I do. And I tell her all the time, I'm like, please, like, don't stop because I tell her how important, like, she she may not realize she's only 15, but I'm like, if you keep drawing, I promise it, it will protect you. It really will, you know, carry you. It will, it will do so much for you. I, I use the word protect because I just feel like, you know, there's so many things in life that can come uh, that are, you know, on the negative or bad end. And I just feel like I'm telling my daughter how important just from experience, you know, um, what it can do. When do you think was the last time that art protected you? <laughs> uh, honestly, I want to say every time I do it. Um because, you know, there are so many stresses in life. Um, and I went like right now, I, I, I've been at my brother's because he has a lot of space in his house where I can work on these large panels I'm working on. And so I've been coming over here a lot during the daytime. And uh, every time, you know, no matter where I'm at in a day, um, when I'm done drawing at my brother's, I can I can completely feel this like this positive feeling, you know, it, mm -hmm. like, like before I go to my brother's, I might be like stressed out or tired or just not feeling good. And I'll draw for a couple hours and work on these panels. And then immediately, like when I'm done for the day, I feel great, you know, like it just does that for me. So, you know, um, 
and not every time, you know, it's not like, oh, I need to go feel good. I'm going to go draw it, you know. Um, but yeah, I just, you know, I feel like every time I get to drawing, it really does kind of protect me. Do you feel like talking about your art and why you do it, analyzing your art, mm -hmm. helps you define other parts of your life? Um, yeah, you know, like I said, I, I feel like uh, in recent recent years, I've had the opportunity to kind of, you know, do podcasts or public speaking and about what's going on. And, um, you know, honestly... <laughs> not only do I feel like I'm kind of, you know, diving in and understanding myself more, but it can be very therapeutic. Um, I've never, I've never really, not that I've never really believed, or I just never have done therapy of any kind, you know, like I've never gone to see a therapist and, you know, I've heard great things about it. Uh, you know, everyone that's ever really had therapy, all I've ever really heard was positive things, but I've never gone that route. Uh, and so I really feel like when I, you know, get these chances to talk about my art or what I'm doing, it can be very therapeutic because I, you know, I get off these conversations and then I'm like, I feel almost like enlightened. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, you know, I've, I've been not forced, but you know, I've, I've, I've given myself a chance to look at myself and understand and talk about it. And it's been a really positive thing because, um, again, like, you know, before I, I've spent most of my life kind of not talking about it. And I think sometimes, you know, when you're in your own head, it can, it can go south. It can really like turn into a funk because, mm -hmm. you know, even if you're thinking great things all the time, it, you know, you just, it's, it's, I think it's, it's healthy to, you know, talk to people. Um, about things you know no matter what it is mm -hmm. um i remember that you know there were years where you know because that's all i you know when i draw when i would draw for like a year straight i i, I remember just finding myself like i needed to listen to music while i did it because i was doing it so much in such a routine i felt like music was the you know the other ingredient that kept me going or motivated me or just you know made me feel good about doing it you know and i i always I, I bring up dan deacon because like i feel like while i was listening to his music it it was almost like an expression of like taking like his music would make me feel in a way where it would make me put out this art so like the art i feel like was being you know maybe 50 percent a result of listening to the music that I was listening to. How would you describe 
the art you make? How would I describe the art I make? Um, you know, the easy word is intricate, I guess. I'm not even sure if that's, I mean, yes, it's intricate. I, I, there's no denying that, but, um, you know, I, there's, I, maybe there's so many answers for that. I, I think, uh, so I've never really been into, you know, I don't know, like, I've never really been into drawing like weapons or wartime or gore or sex or drugs. I feel like everything I'm drawing is like some sort of like, uh, I, I guess, like hope for humanity, like, um, about 20 years ago, I remember really starting to watch like documentaries and I would watch all these like documentaries, like the corporation or, you know, just these environmental, uh, you know, just human behavior kind of documentaries. And, um, and, you know, they're always kind of grim, you know, obviously, uh, you know, of course, they're like scary, you know, you, you watch a documentary on the food, the environment, war. Um, these are things that like, really kind of like wake you up or scare you. And so I feel like I've kind of turned that like fear into this like little happy place, you know, like, I'm, I'm always drawing these like, scenes of like, you know, there is hope or things are gonna work out or be okay. Um, you know, a lot of times people have asked me, you know, what's going on? You know, why are you drawing? What is this about? You know, what's the meaning behind this? And really, you know, I, I I'm just trying my best to understand wh why I draw what I draw. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's kind of what it is. You know, I, I, I kind of feel like um, I'm aware of you know, all these horrific things happening in the, on earth, you know, since the beginning of time, it's just, I, I, I feel like I want to draw the earth, <laughs> you know, I want to draw the, the scene that, that, that I hope for or, or wish for. Does that make sense? You know, I, um, because I don't, I don't really know what I'm drawing. I don't know why, but you know, uh, this is the best explanation I have for it, I guess, you know? Something that I just caught on to when you were talking about watching these documentaries about horrific things, in a lot of ways, those documentaries and the subjects they're talking about amounts to catastrophic or global failure. And so your immediate reaction to watching those things is, to do your own thing, to, to find your own happy place, to, to be able to convey these, uh, almost these like idyllic scenes Yeah. in response to that. Yeah. I think that's what's going on. Um, and again, it's not like, I'm not like consciously like, you know, before I draw something, I'm not like looking for a reason or, you know, I'm not like, Oh, I just watched this documentary in Africa about, you know, trash. Um, 
that's not why you know i don't i don't consciously think about what i'm drawing i just it just comes out and uh i think the nice thing about really not thinking about it or not having a plan um is i've gotten so much feedback from all ages like you know from six-year-olds to 90 year olds that have told me um kind of the same thing you know and it's a nice thing that i'm hearing the feedback i'm hearing is that uh you know people are saying i love you know how this drawing you did uh, gives hope or you know um it you know it's it's making people feel good is what i'm getting you know and so i like that Mm -hmm. I, I didn't intend, I didn't try, I didn't, I had no plan. Um, I'm just really stoked that it's working. <laughs> it's, it's that that's what's happening. You know, that that's the feedback I'm getting that it's making people feel good. And so in a way, you know, the, you know, I, I learn of a world that is just unimaginable or horrific or whatever, or something that's not, you know, something I don't like about the earth. Um, and then, you know, I'm putting out this art and, you know, I kind of feel like this is a way I can, you know, make a small difference or any difference, you mm -hmm. know, um, you know, if, if someone's going to tell me that, you know, my art makes them feel good, that's great because I'm definitely not trying to ride the wave of bad stuff. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I recently did this commission for someone and, and they were like, you know, I want this large panel, you know, four by eight panel right in my doorway because every day I leave or wake up or come home, I want to see that. And, and basically he was saying, it's going to make him feel good seeing that. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that kind of stuff, that like that gives me goosebumps. I'm, I'm super like, I'm stoked that anything I'm doing can make a difference like that, you know, that, that can, you know, help someone, you know, in their day. And again, you know, I, you know, I didn't intend or try to do that. I just, I, I think goes back to what I was saying in the beginning is that I just, these are the things that I enjoy doing. And that's, what I felt like I had to. So I'd, there wasn't a plan ever, you know, it's just, I had to do this for myself and, uh, and I'm glad, you know, just, I'm so grateful that it, it's, um, it's a positive thing, not just for myself, but for others, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, that's one of the exciting things about sharing my art, you know, really, um, when I first started drawing a lot, you know, before social media, before iPhones, um, I was, I was living in my brother's apartment, uh, you know, healing with my knee injury and, and, uh, I eventually took over the apartment, but like, um, I was just, I was hanging up all the art. So I had like this year's worth of art, just like covering head to toe, you know, in the apartment. And so I wasn't really sharing it. It was, it was my point. And so, you know, later, that that actually turned into my first art show and it was such a positive thing that um i kind of just dove into the whole world of sharing you know what i was doing mm -hmm. and so these days it's just insane you know uh i social media i got an iphone i was i was late to getting an iphone i was uh 
late to the internet, you know, all these things I was really just, you know, slow getting catching up. And once I did though, uh, it's just been like this huge wave of just positive, you know, I can't, I can't, you know, I, I know social media can be like such a unattractive thing. Um, and it can destroy lives and can do so much negative stuff, but, uh, I really just try to use it, um, to spread, you know, to now I, I realize that, you know, I can share, I can share all around the world, like in an instant, you know, um, and, and I can, you know, just spread some good cheer, <laughs> you know, I don't know, like I, I, I'm, I'm very grateful for it, you know, um, I also feel like it's, it's, uh, it's crazy kind of how, uh, how much opportunity has, um, come because of sharing. So, you know, I, I post to Instagram, um, you know, once I, I posted a skate video that I edited and it was like at six in the morning and like 20 minutes later, my good friend in San Francisco who makes skateboards, uh, hit me up to, you know, collaborate and make a skateboard. Um, and then that led to me going to San Francisco and doing an art show for the first time outside of Alaska. And then that led to doing a mural. You know, I met someone at the art show and it led to doing a mural, um, in San Francisco. So I went back to San Francisco, did the mural and then posting that to social media, um, led to basically what I never even, even imagined, but like, the past couple of, you know, ever since that happened, I've just been doing so many murals. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, yeah, it's kind of insane how sharing goes, <laughs> but really I'm just, I'm just so grateful. I can't even, I can't put into words how, um, you know, just how stoked I am that sharing can, you know, just bring good, good feelings, you know, to everyone, to myself, to, everyone I share it with and, you know, mm -hmm. doing all this mural work lately. I, again, I, I had no idea that this is what I would be doing, but I'm enjoying it. You know, when I did the one in San Francisco, I, I realized, oh, wow, I can draw just, you know, I, I'm able to draw what I've been drawing on paper for the past decade on someone's garage, you know, door, mm -hmm. you know, I, I'm able to do it in large scale. And so, it was, it was great learning that. And, and it's just, you know, every mural I do, I'm enjoying it so much that I'm just kind of going with the flow, you know, um, who knows, maybe a year from now, I won't be doing murals and maybe I'll be painting because painting is kind of something that I've, you know, it's kind of this, uh, itch that I want to scratch, you know, like I, I kind of dove into it with the local Duke Russell, um, painter and he taught me a lot and i enjoyed it then but uh i think the process of painting kind of just it was it was a little slower than i needed it to be you know so even though i you know really enjoyed it i i didn't stick with it um i'm really just going with the flow um you know and doing all this mural work is just total proof of that it's like i had no idea i'd be drawing large scale so much in the past years. Um, but I'm enjoying it so much. And so I'm kind of just going with it. Mm -hmm. And again, you know, I, 
I I'm speaking about myself. Like I've seen so many friends say, Oh, you know, I want to be a pro skater. And then they put everything they've got into following that idea and it works out or it doesn't, you know, that's great. Like, like when Adrian Williams became pro, um, you know, he left Alaska and went to San Francisco and the entire time I couldn't be more excited and proud of him. You know, that's so wonderful, you know? Um, so I'm saying, you know, even though I have this philosophy or the way I'm doing things, you know, I'm not saying it's for everyone, you know, some people need a plan, you know, um, I think the only message I'm trying to get out is that you really don't have all the time in the world. You know, your entire life is really a small window, you know, and there are no guarantees of living a long life or whatever, you know, I just feel like if you live in the now, it's really important to find yourself balancing or, or finding yourself enjoying what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know that's not as easy as, you know, you can't just quit your day job and then just go skateboard all day, but it's important. It's just, it's, you know, you can't, I, I, I can't express how important I feel like it is to, um, not let, you know, distractions or negativity or whatever, um, shut it down. You know, I think everyone kind of has this potential to really enjoy life, you know? And again, I know, you know, I know it gets really hard out there, but, uh, I just, I wish, you know, I, I just wish the best for everyone on their path through life. <laughs> Sorry, this is getting really deep. <laughs> no, this is great. You know, I told you in the beginning of the conversation that, you know, I come with all these questions um, so that I have something to to fall back on or to even uh, as a guideline. Mm -hmm. And pretty often we just go in a totally different direction. And I think that that's great okay. because I came to this realization a few years back after doing a podcast and I was pretty dead set on trying to get like an entire biography out of my, out of my guest. And after one specific conversation, it hit me that each of these conversations is completely unique in that this is just a moment in you or even my life. And maybe it's not the entire picture, but it's where our mind is at right in that moment. Yeah. I like that. Um, I like that a lot. Yeah, I agree. Um, and that's the magic of it. <laughs> and that's, I, you know, at first I was so scared of uh, doing public speaking or even talking about myself or podcasts, you know, I just, but they always prove to be what you, what you just described. And it always, you know, it becomes something, you know, just this magic that, um, you know, I get, I get nervous before these kind of things. And, uh, what I have found is, or what I've learned is that it's okay. <laughs> and, um, 
you know, obviously I'm enjoying, you know, these talks. Uh, otherwise I probably wouldn't, you know, do them so much or take on the next one, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, I do have a few questions about the Anchorage Museum that I would like to ask you. What can you tell me about the Denying a Language Project with the museum and Aaron Leggett, who's the senior curator of Alaska history and indigenous culture? Right. So um, that's actually funny because uh, before that project um, happened, uh, before they approached me with illustrating it, I was always kind of just, again, just drawing. I wasn't like, okay, this is Alaska. I mean, there have been times where I was like, oh, I want to draw Tokyo, a street scene in Tokyo or something. But mm -hmm. usually um, I'm just drawing and, you know, people are saying like, oh, this is Alaska or something. And I'm like, well, you know, really it's uh, kind of left up to you what I'm drawing because I've never like really been like, oh, okay, I'm going to draw an Alaskan scene or whatever. It's just I'm drawing all these things that just have kind of no, just there's no, there's nothing behind it. It's just, you know, like we said, it just comes out. But um, so I hadn't really drawn, you know, I was almost like a little more likely to not draw things that were Alaskan because I just, uh, again, I, you know, I think I was just kind of drawing my own world, but um, when the museum approached me with the project, you know, obviously it was going to be all these illustrations of Alaska. And so I was like, wow, okay, now's the time to actually really, you know, focus on drawing Alaska. And so um, when they approached me with the idea, I couldn't be more stoked. It was uh, not only was it really exciting for me to work with the museum because that was something I never would have dreamt or even thought about, you know, um, but now here's the museum asking me to illustrate, you know, the Denaini language uh, alphabet book. And, and so I was super excited. Uh, I knew it would be a challenge for me because it was like, uh, I can't remember how many images in total, but it was more than 30. And if I remember correctly, you know, there was kind of a deadline, but it was it was something that I felt like I could handle. It was far off. And, um, and also this was another stoke was that I'd never had anything published or made into a book form. And so I remember thinking, Oh wow, like this will be my first book. That's exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, there were just so many things that were just so exciting, you know, just giving the news to my mom, like the museum asked me to, you know, illustrate a book, you know, it was just really exciting. Um, and again, you know, what the book was, was, uh, again, you know, something I was super down for. It's just, uh, it's been such a, you know, I'm, I'm super grateful and it's, it's been, I'm, you know, I don't know if I'm going to make another book, but if this is the only one, that's great. Um, I really like how the book came out. Uh, I met with the designers before it went to print and, um, what they were showing me was like, I was like, wow, this is exactly like we were on the same page. I just really, you know, if anything, the designer was showing me things that I couldn't have come up with. But when I was looking at it, I was just super 
like it just was perfect to me. So you also created a mural at Seed Lab that dealt with a transforming landscape, climate change, sustainability and communities, both urban and natural. What can you tell me about that project and what it symbolizes? Okay, well, so this goes back to what I was saying about like, uh, why I draw what I draw, um, you know, all those documentaries when I watched when I was younger and everything, it just, it really planted the seed in my head. But, it, you know, I, I was drawing all these things kind of with that theme already. And so when the seed lab asked me to do the hallways, um, it was such a good matchup. It was such a perfect fit. Like I was like, well, this is, this is what I know I want to do and I'm capable of doing. And it's going to, you know, it's going to work well with what the seed lab is doing. And so, um, so yeah, it just really, it came out, you know, just came out with not much thought, you know, or planning. It just, I just, I just did my thing, you know, and it just happened to uh, work really well with uh, the seed lab. Do you have any dream projects that you'd like to pursue in the future? So all the drawings I've done in the past, uh, I don't even know how long, but more than a decade or so, um, I've made scans, you know, I've made these files. So, I mean, I've tried to, uh, save a copy, you know, of everything I've drawn. Um, and so I have these like little zip drives where, you know, I have just like so many drawings. Um, at some point, you know, I just, I, I want to kind of throw them all into a book, um, a book without words, just, just drawings, you know, I think that's something that I'd like to do. Uh, but other than that, I think when I'm, when I'm learning, about doing all these murals lately is that, um, and again, I'm not trying to be like Keith Haring, but like I, I've seen it possible with what he did. And I just, I just want to keep going bigger. I want to draw as, you know, I want to see how big I can draw. And so that kind of also depends on, you know, what opportunities I have, what, what comes my way with, with, space you know available or you know like i recently went out to jersey city to draw a mural for an event about climate change and at a um at an art gallery called mono contemporary and they had set up a piece of paper a single piece of paper that was like something like 70 feet long and like maybe 12 or 14 feet high and they, they said, go to town, like draw, you know? And so that is, uh, that's, that's my biggest drawing I've done to date. And even though it took a lot of effort and a lot of time, it really showed me that of what I'm capable of doing. And mm -hmm. so, so if there's anything I kind of dream of it, it's just to see how big I can draw. So, you know, I don't know if the opportunity is going to come again, you know, with something bigger or whatnot, but, you know, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I kind of, I don't think about it too much, but I, I, I kind of, you know, I, I do have that little 
tinge of dreaming <laughs> of of how big you know i just maybe the site of a building or something you know um the mural on the side of snow city cafe um is also really large but it was it was it was not a hands-on drawing it was a printed image put onto vinyl and then applied so you know i didn't actually go there and draw it um so yeah the the work i did out out at mana contemporary um is my largest to date and i i hope an, an opportunity comes my way where i can try drawing something bigger well ted that that does it for my questions man this is this has been special this has been really great has it okay i mean you know i thank you so much cody um and so much thanks to the museum for you know every opportunity they've given me um as well as just everyone you know not just locally but like everyone that i you know have gotten any kind of feedback with my art um i'm just so grateful again you know i never really imagined or intended any of this to happen i never aimed for it i just uh you know i couldn't be more thankful and grateful about everything so um i'm just gonna keep going with the flow without a plan <laughs> that's the plan For more information about the Anchorage Museum, visit anchoragemuseum.org. This podcast was written, hosted, and produced by me, Cody Liska, for the Anchorage Museum, with additional help from Julie Decker. Music was produced by Keezy Baby.